hey, welcome to another fantabulous episode of Pop Cultish, the podcast whose vacuum broke, but we just put a copy of Twilight on it, and then all of a sudden, it sucked again. My name is Tony Schaub. I've given my lovely wife, Emily, the day off, so it's just me hanging out with you here today. Um, we've got a follow-up from our last episode. Our last episode, we talked about some comic book characters that we enjoyed, some that we didn't enjoy. Uh, in particular, one came to mind uh, with me uh, that I had a few questions on after the show. Some people reached out and said, never heard of this guy. What is he? Tell me a little bit more about him. Uh, of course, uh, I'm talking about uh, the Flaming Carrot, which is a delightfully random, uh, very charismatic character. So that got my gears turning a little bit, and I thought, what are some of the biggest characters, the the people that are the wackiest and just the, you know, the ones that might do anything at a moment's notice, not just in comics, but in any medium. So uh, today I've scrounged up uh, a good example of uh, not only uh, in comics with the Flaming Carrot, but I've got a, a prime example of uh, some of the biggest characters, if you will, uh, from movies and television as well. Uh, now, a quick side note, there were a few people last week that also uh, cashed in on the opportunity to have me uh, write a haiku about them. Emily made a promise to people, and uh, if they fulfilled uh, certain obligations, then uh, I would write them a haiku. Uh, I am going to do that. I'm going to save that for the next episode when Emily and I are back in action. So so hang on for one more week there. Your, your haikus are, are coming your way uh, very, very soon. But for today... We're going to focus on, uh, like I said, the characters. We're going to kind of jump in and, and talk a little bit about these these big personalities, these ostentatious people who are just wacky and you love them for being wacky. Uh, if you didn't hear the episode last week, uh, again, we were talking about our favorite characters, and um, mine kind of fall into two primary categories. I've got ultra-violent characters that I love, like uh, the Punisher and Judge Dredd, and then I've got uh, really kind of very random, wacky characters that I love, like the Tick and the Flaming Carrot. Now, obviously, the uh, the Tick, if you're familiar with his comics or if you've seen both, uh, or either, I should say, the animated cartoon that was on Fox for a while in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, or the live-action show that was very short-lived, sadly, on Fox in the uh, early 2000s as, as well. Uh, if you've seen either or of those, if you've seen both of them, you're very cool in my book. But if you've seen one or the other, or if you've had a chance to read the, the original New England comics, you know that the Tick is a very, uh, a very large personality. He, he doesn't quite get everything. He, uh, he, he's got some very random quotes. Uh, his most well-known quote, obviously, is uh, he chose as his battle cry. Uh, he was trying to think of a good battle cry when he goes up against a villain, something to, to yell, and he couldn't think of anything, so he starts looking around uh, the apartment of his sidekick where he's staying, and uh, his eyes land on uh, a, a certain utensil, and then from there on out, his battle cry when he goes up against the big guys is spoon. So, uh, so the, just, a, just a small example of the, of the randomness of the tick, but um, the lesser-known one that I was speaking about last week is the Flaming Carrot. So the Flaming Carrot is a, a very random character, not just in personality, but in appearance, in backstory. Uh, he's just a he is a he's a wacky guy. First created uh, back in the seventies, actually late seventies, seventy eight, seventy nine. Um, the uh, cartoonist, uh, artist slash author Bob Burden created the Flaming Carrot. Um, he first uh, he first appeared in a actually a magazine. He was a uh, he was a character of just a a strip in a magazine called Visions. Um, so the Flaming Carrot um, was originally conceived 
as a parody of uh, of a lot of superhero types, which probably lends itself to the reason that that he is so random. Um, visually, he's a, he's a very weird guy. He normally is seen wearing uh, red or brown pants, uh, a nice white button-up long-sleeve shirt, so fairly normal so far, except that he will wear green uh, aquatic flippers, underwater flippers, and he has a large, about four-foot-long rubber carrot mask that goes over his face, and the carrot extends... You know, it goes a couple feet above his head and extends down close to his knees, and the top of the carrot, hence the flaming portion of the carrot, is in fact on fire. Actually on fire, a perpetual fire on top of his head somehow um, that never goes out and never catches the rest of his rubber carrot mask or his body on fire. So um, so that's what he looks like, if you can imagine that. So uh, not exactly striking fear into the hearts of, uh, of, of evildoers, but, uh, but definitely very random. So... Um, like I said, just a, just a very uh, a very random guy. He's been a uh, flaming carrot for for as long as he's been around. Has actually been published by a bunch of different companies. Um, he originally saw some publications in the old Aardvark uh, press, uh, but then eventually Dark Horse Comics picked him up and ran with him for a while, and then even uh, Image Comics picked him up and ran with him. So so a lot of flaming carrot stuff is available out there. You have to go digging for it a little bit. Uh, I am fortunate enough to have um, all of his stuff, at least most that I know of, uh, in collected graphic novels, um, some of the first printings that are actually really, really tough to find. The graphic novels, the first four graphic novels, were actually produced by Dark Horse, and a lot of that was not only what Dark Horse had printed, but a collection of the old stuff from Aardvark and uh, his brief stint with Renegade Press as well. And then there is a sixth collection. There is no volume five, which, uh, again, lends to the weirdness of the flaming carrot. Um, the, the sixth collection, volume six, is produced by Image Comics, and that takes care of all of Image's stuff. Uh, they might have left some space in case uh, there was some unpublished stuff. I'm not really sure 100% what the backstory on that is, but, um, again, uh, interesting stuff. Uh, he has also appeared guest starred, I guess you would say, cameoed in other uh, cartoons. Most notably, uh, he had a, a wonderful four-issue miniseries where the uh, Flaming Carrot and his super team, who we'll hit on in just a second, uh, they teamed up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to try to uh, track a UFO that landed in the Amazon. That's actually a really cool miniseries. So um, the Flaming Carrot, uh, very, very random but really entertaining. Uh, his backstory, here's his, his backstory, okay? And this is almost verbatim from the comic books. Um, it, he is a man, uh, he read 5,000 comics in a single setting in order to win a bet. But in doing so, uh, the poor man suffered brain damage and then appeared directly thereafter as the Flaming Carrot. So... <laughs> Uh, he lives in Palookaville, which is a, a, a suburb of Iron City, all fictitious, obviously. So, um, but uh, you, you got to give the guy credit. He's uh, he's he's done a lot in, in his histories. He's um, he's helped uh, almost single-handedly um, rebut and staved off uh, at least three alien invasions. Uh, he stopped the communists from taking over Iron City. Uh, he's he's battled with the Man in the Moon. He's fought and defeated Death itself. And um, uh, notably, he also fought a cloned horde 
of evil marching Hitler's boots. I mean, that's doesn't get more random than that there. So uh, in terms of powers, he really doesn't have any any actual powers. He's just kind of um, uh, much like the tick in this fashion where he's, he's just stupid and uh, oblivious to a lot of the the laws of physics and reality and things like that. So between that obliviousness and, you know, uh, random strokes of luck here and there, obviously, um, he usually he, he, he saves the day a lot. So um, speaking of his superhero group that I was just talking about a few minutes ago, he is a founding member of a group that uh, actually did get its own superhero movie. Now, this is before superhero movies really kind of caught on wide scale. The movie came out in 1999. Even though the Flaming Carrot didn't make it into the movie, the superhero group that he founded and a lot of the characters from his comic book did. And of course, I'm talking about one of my personal favorites. You might call it a cult movie. It is The Mystery Men. Now, if you're familiar with The Mystery Men, again, you win style points with me because it is a, a very entertaining film. At least I think it is. Um, big cast, very, very cool folks in there. Um, Hank Azaria of Simpsons fame, uh, Janine Garofalo, comedian, Eddie Izzard, another big comedian, uh, Greg Kinnear, William H. Macy, Paul Rubens, better known to people as uh, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Ben Stiller, and Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush played a, a, an amazing villain in this movie, Casanova Frankenstein. Uh, just a very cool movie, but they, um, you know, they're a team of would-be superheroes. And again, Flaming Carrot founded it. Um, Mr. Furious is is in there. Uh, he's just a guy who gets really, really angry. Uh, the Shoveler, who is a man who who shovels well, shovels very well. Um, the you know the blue Raja is in there. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those things that just uh, it just keeps going. Um, the spleen, the bowler, invisible boy. Uh, even in the comics, there are more there are much more random characters than that featured in the comics. But um, it, very entertaining. Again, one of those things that you can just kind of not have to think too hard about. Sometimes you get comic books like, um, you know, The Avengers or Superman and Batman where it's a lot of moral questions and very heavy kind of stuff. And obviously with the Flaming Carrots and the Mystery Men, you don't have to worry too much about that. Uh, same same with The Tick. It's just shut off your brain, enjoy, you know, read the comics and just kind of, you know, have a laugh. So so that's the comic book entry into the into the character characters there. Now, on the movie side, there are obviously there are a ton, a ton of of big personalities, uh, you know, all throughout different genres. If you're looking at, you know, science fiction, comedies, romances, things like that, you know, there are different characters, and I'm sure this can be a hotly debated source on who is the biggest character. I'm certainly not trying to say that I found the biggest character, but certainly I think as you look at big personalities in movies a lot of times you'll naturally gravitate to the comedy section because that's where those personalities those types of personalities can really shine so looking at the comedy aspect uh, one stands out to me head and shoulders above the rest again uh, originated in the 70s similar to the flaming carrot and in, in uh, 1978 this movie came out uh, the movie is called animal house and of course uh, if you're familiar with it at all you've you probably guessed who i'm going for now so it is uh the character that John Belushi played, uh, John Bluto Blutarski, uh, he is uh, one of the one of the wackiest characters of of the cast, and, and certainly I think in all of of moviedom, he is a member of uh, the Delta Tau um, 
fraternity that gets in trouble in Animal House and things like that. So, um, you know, how this man is a college student, obviously, no one is for certain. He's, you know, constantly uh, drunk or out of his wits. Uh, it says in the movie he's in his seventh year of college, so clearly he's not doing too well. He does say that he has a GPA of 0, 0.0, but uh, of course in the movie's epilogue, he does end up, uh, it does say that he be he goes on to become a United States senator, which, um, you know, speaks volumes about the uh, current U.S. political system. Even in the 70s, things haven't changed a lot today, unfortunately, but, uh, um, uh, you know, Bluto is... Uh, the catalyst of uh, a lot of the movie's key scenes and even when you think about just just some of the funniest stuff obviously there's the there's the you know the big parade at the end of the film there's a there's a spot where they're at a frat party and there's the typical kind of uh smarmy guy who wants to try to woo the ladies by playing his guitar and being the sensitive guy and bluto comes up behind him and listens for a minute and then just calmly takes the guitar out of the guy's hand and just smashes it to hell on the wall and hands him back of course hands him back the uh, just just the top of the guitar um take take a listen to this we got a clip from 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 movieclips.com uh, here um this is this is bluto's big speech this is after um the fraternity had been put on double secret probation and, and was in trouble and it seemed like they were all just going to get kicked out of the college and they were all you know doomed and things like that and and bluto tries to fire him up and you know it works to a point but this is a great example of how you can kind of hear this this randomness really kind of come uh front and center so take a listen we're all officially kicked out of school wormer just got our grades it kicked us out of school? Huh. That makes sense. Hey! What's this lying around? Well, what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? War's over, man. Wormer dropped the big one. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. Cause when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! What the f***? Captain to the Delta, I used to know. Where's the spirit? Where's the guts? Huh? This could be the greatest night of our lives. But you're gonna let it be the worst. Oh, we're afraid to go with you, Bluto. We might get in trouble. Well, just kiss my ass from now on! Not me! I'm not gonna take this! Warmer, he's a dead man! Marmalade, dead! Niedermeyer! Dead. Ludo's right. Psychotic, but absolutely right. We gotta take these bastards. Now, we could fight them with conventional weapons. That could take years and cost millions of lives. No, no, no. No, in this case, I think we have to go all out. 
I think this situation absolutely requires a really futile and stupid gesture be done on somebody's part. We're just the guys to do it. Let's do it. So that is that's that's Bluto in in all of his glory. If you if you haven't seen Animal House or it's been more than a few months since you've seen Animal House, I highly encourage you to go out and grab it. Uh, go go buy yourself a you know a Blu-ray or a DVD. Find it online. You know, uh, stream it. Take a look. It's a it's a very entertaining film from start to finish, and it holds up well against. Um, against time you know a lot of movies that, that have come out in the 70s and 80s seem a little aged uh, you know this one obviously has its moments and uh, hopefully you'll pardon you understand that uh, there was some cursing in that clip that got replaced with the screaming goat the screaming goat was not original to that clip uh, i added that in because uh, i find the screaming goat uh, a very funny way to edit uh, curse words on a podcast so so again um lots of choices for movies uh, there's a lot of choices in tv too as i moved to tv this is one where i had even more trouble uh with you know movies like i said it kind of jumped out to me uh you know the clear winner um in tv again you kind of gravitate to comedy when you're looking for big personalities although there have been you know personalities in uh you know procedurals uh, i remember george clooney's character um his doctor in er was a um was a was kind of a big character not not necessarily like a, a comedic character but but really when you think about you know these ostentatious big big you know personalities you moved to the comedies and, and there was a lot that i could choose from um as i was creating a short list in my head i mean a lot of people jumped out to me. Uh, Liz Lemon from 30 Rock, Tina Fey, hilarious, obviously, uh, a big personality. Um, going back a little bit to the uh, to the 80s and 90s, Roseanne, Roseanne Barr, who had her own uh, TV show. I mean, personalities don't get much bigger than that. Um, going with classics, obviously, George Costanza from Seinfeld. I mean, talk about a guy who who seemed oblivious to the to the world. Uh, you know, you could say Kramer was was the was the dumbest one of that group, but George probably gave him a run for for his money uh, on a lot of episodes. Um, Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris obviously brings to life a very uh, gargantuan type of personality wherever he goes, and uh, uh, the the womanizing Barney was no exception on How I Met Your Mother. But the biggest personality, and obviously I may be a little biased because this is one of my favorite TV shows that I've been watching for almost 30 years, but I've got to think that Homer Simpson from The Simpsons is going to just about take the cake literally and figuratively, on most people's lists of biggest TV personalities. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is just uh, equal parts. I mean, he is oblivious, obviously, and he doesn't really get it. But what's redeeming about Homer, and I think what, what people come back to and the reason that they enjoy him so much is because he is equal parts crazy, but very, very much caring. Like, he's not mean-spirited and if he is he usually learns his lesson by the end of the episode he's very much a family man very protective and loving of his wife and children he's got a great balance of dumb but also caring and i think that's what brings a lot of people to love homer simpson and of course the simpsons in general um 
I do have a a a, a clip here of uh, some of the some of the greatest Homer quotes. Um, to go through them all would take more time than I think any podcast would give me because throughout the thirty some odd seasons of The Simpsons, I mean, it's just been uh, every episode he says something that I think would make you laugh. It certainly it makes me laugh, and and, and it's tough to come up with with a top 10 list so you know so here's 20 of them kind of put together in kind of rapid fire i know you can't see the visual the cartoon of what he's saying most of these quotes make sense on their own uh, a few of them obviously if you've seen the episode they will make more sense to you and uh, you know if you haven't seen some of this stuff uh, you know a quick search on on youtube and things like that for funniest simpsons moments or funniest homer moments will definitely kind of propel you uh, back into this in, in, into this mode of seeing why homer is is the biggest of the big when it comes to characters so take a, take a listen to some of his uh, some of his best quotes here Hello, operator. Give me the number for 911. Oh my god. Space aliens. Don't eat me. I have a wife and kids. Eat them. No! My sugar is melting. Melting. Oh, what a world. <laughs> no, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor. And it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. I guess you might say he's barking up the wrong bush. <laughs> there it is, Homer. The cleverest thing you'll ever say, and nobody heard it. Don't! I'm going outside to stalk Lenny and Carl. Don't! Oh, they have the internet on computers now. Aw, oh, $20. I wanted a peanut. $20 can buy many peanuts. Explain how. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Woohoo! Donuts. Is there anything they can't do? To start, press any key. Where's the any key? Just a minute! Don't hang up! Yellow. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. And what are your reasons for wanting a little brother? Don't say revenge. Don't say revenge. Uh, revenge? That's it. I'm getting out of here. <gasps> oh my god! What is it? Trampoline! Trampoline! He said what now? Kids. You tried your best, and you failed miserably. The lesson is, never try. If something's hard to do, then it's not worth doing. The code of the schoolyard, Marge. The rules that teach a boy to be a man. Let's see. Don't tattle. Always make fun of those different from you. Never say anything, unless you're sure everyone feels exactly the same way you do. I know you can read my thoughts, boy. Once you stop this car, I'm gonna hug you and kiss you, and then I'll never be able to let you go. You can't handle the truth! Cause when you reach over and put your hand into a pile of goo, that was your best friend's face! You'll know what to do! Forget it, Marge! It's Chinatown! Hey, what'll I tell the boss? Tell him I'm going to the back seat of my car with a woman I love, and I won't be back for ten minutes! See, that's it for me. I, I, pretty much at this point, I have to I have to end the podcast and go watch some Simpsons now. I can't listen to Homer and say his insane things and not want to go watch it. I mean, whether you're talking about the first season, the most recent season, anything in between, you know, obviously there's a hot debate among Simpsons fans on, you know, if they've seen their best years, things like that. 
doesn't matter. Just go watch any Simpsons, and odds are good you're going to catch Homer doing or saying something zany and, and kind of uh, having that moment. And you'll see why he's one of the biggest characters, one of the biggest personalities on television. So um, that's going to wrap it up for today. Like I said, I, I, I have to go bust out my DVDs now, so I'm going to go do that. Tell me what I missed. Tell me what is on your list that I didn't even talk about, whether you know of a big personality in a movie, in a TV show, in the comics, things like that. I want to hear your ideas on what you think are some big personalities. So come reach out to us. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash popcultish. Come check us out on Twitter at bpopcultish. That's B-E popcultish. And, of course, you can always swing by the website at popcultish.com and let us know what's going on what your thoughts are if you want to get into the haiku race all you got to do is uh you know just just come and let me know give me a character of your choice that i didn't discuss and if you give me one whether it's on facebook or twitter i'll write you a haiku next week what the heck i'm feeling in the generous mood so that's it for today we'll catch you on the flip side and until then be passionate be proud be pop cultish <laughs>